I don't know how to open this because this movie doesn't exist. This must be so weird. Oh no, Jackson, the brain what? tumor is aliens. It's taking over your mind. You have to die now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, here I, I go. Quietly into the night. But wait, no, wait, I'm smart now, though. Oh. But. This movie's bad. <laughs> uh, hi, my name's Jackson McCarthy. We my have to do, an, like, an introduction to the podcast. I liked that so randy, but I guess that wasn't good enough for you. Okay. <laughs> Hi. Hi. My name is Jackson McMurray. And my name is Ally McMurray. And I will never be the same after watching John Stamos's Phenomena. John Travolta. John Travolta. Oopsie poopsie. <laughs> say our names i'm adeline and this is no nerds allowed that's the part we haven't said yet. and that's jackson and it's not john stamos <laughs> so this week for our second annual randy randy's choice episode that's the randy randy's choice awards we we got at the end of like a year we'll have a randy's choice awards that would be fun we like, could rank all the randy's yeah, choice movies the, like, good how good were the randy's choice that's movies? a that's a fun idea actually You're welcome. i like having a randy's choice awards <laughs> um this so is phenomenon which is a john travolta movie from 1996 yep, yep, yep. where directed by john turtletob which yes. is hilarious. Director of National Treasures 1 and 2. Yep, yep, yep. So and, that's how you know it's good. <laughs> and uh, Cool Runnings. Yep. John Turtletob's Phenomenon. Why did I watch... Okay, my in my history class, 7th <laughs> grade, we watched Cool Runnings, and I could not tell you why. Because it was part of your history. I, I guess. It's a mystery. <laughs> you... You learned. I did. I learned about that one you time. You learned about that particular that instance. That Jamaica had a bobsled team. And, yeah. they, and they lost. It's but, a good story. And they lost, but it's cool because they learned how to love. Like Rocky. I wonder if that's part, like, in your history textbook, if yeah. they talk about how the Jamaican bobsled team learned how to love. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, the main thrust of this story. Yes. Is that John Travolta sees a light in the sky, falls down. He's just a regular, small-town, rural America guy. Yeah. Who's not very good at chess. Nope. And Forrest Whitaker plays his best friend. Yep, yep, yep. And then he sees a light in the sky, it's an alien, and then he wakes up and he's super smart. He's so smart. And also he has telepathy. Yeah. Which, we'll get into it later. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe we'll okay. save the twist yeah. Until the end. Because at the beginning of the movie, they're like, oh, it's an alien. It's totally an alien. Everybody thinks it's an alien. And I actually kind of like how they handle the idea of him waking up and being super smart. It's not like he wakes up and he knows everything. Right. It's like he has to learn things still. And I think that's the cool way to do that. Right. It's like, we talked about this in the episode of the, uh, of the Planet of the Apes episode that got sent to hell. Where it's like, it... Being super smart doesn't matter if you don't learn anything. Right. Like, you have to learn stuff in order to be smart. So, I like how they kind of handle that in a weirdly I do cool too. way. Yeah. I thought, I wish they would have done more with it. Yeah. I was thinking, like, because, you know, he's very intelligent, but it's not like fucking Jimmy Neutron. Yeah, exactly. Where he, like, suddenly knows everything in the world. I'm getting a brain blast. Yeah. <laughs> he's just, like, super smart and he doesn't sleep and he, like, can learn things really, really quickly and he's really sharp and he thinks sort of laterally and creatively and he's like making the most use out of his brain yeah which is cool and interesting and i like the way they handle it i wish they would do a little bit more though in terms of like when they're going around and doing stuff like when they're trying to break into yeah or he's trying to break out of jail it'll be fun if there was a part where he'd be like why don't you pick this lock he's like i don't know how to pick locks it's like what do you mean you're the smartest guy in the universe it's like i didn't learn how to pick locks i don't know how to do that yeah That'd be fun. I think that would be good. At, at a certain point in this movie, they kind of wish that they were making a superhero movie. <laughs> I don't think so. I, I, just a little bit. <laughs> okay. Um, but, okay, so, this movie, Phenomenon. This is one of those movies that we're going to have to explain the plot of, because there's no way that anyone in the right. universe is Right. I mean, I feel like movie. we've pretty much, we, we've given people the, yeah. the big idea. Okay, so. But hold on. I have a, I have a bit here. 
this movie is has been uploaded in its entirety to YouTube. Yes. And that affords us a a very rare luxury. Yeah. Which is a comment section. Oh, you're right. Would you like to take a look at some of the comments <laughs> on Phenomenon? Well, how many views are on this video? Uh, 2,320,000. Gotcha. So less than Markiplier makes daily. <laughs> so. Uh, oh, that's a paragraph. See, I, I've read through these already. Okay. Um, so here's some good ones. Um, this movie... Is one of my favorites. Today's movies lack human emotion. Oh my god. It's violence. Kill, kill, kill. Superhero. Alien. Demonic crap to the extreme. They just forgot how to make movies. They don't make them like Phenomenon starring John Travolta anymore. They forgot. They lost the recipe. They can't make movies anymore. Just to clarify, you said demonic crap, right? Yeah, uh uh-huh. Demonic crap. Not demonic crab. (laughs) (laughs) I am so fucking tired of these demonic crabs <laughs> taking over media. I'm done with it. It's such forced diversity. There are no demonic crabs. You know what is weird about that statement? Not the one you just made. But um it's that I feel like there was a lot more violence and kill 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 and demonic crap in 1996. Yeah. Than there is now. Today. Yeah. Well, that was the heyday of the like Resident Evil action movie. Yeah. Well, because it's like all that censorship stuff was like, like and like was coming back, and we we're like, oh, we can do this stuff, so we we're just going crazy with it. Like, well, I don't think there was any censorship involved. I guess, I it's just know. about how it was definitely a social phenomenon in the nineties of like that like demon explodey. I think basically the first time that like the sort of mainstream action horror genres Mm -hmm. have sort of been pushing the envelope on like how much violence what all they can do for so long i feel like around the year 2000 is the time when it stops getting bigger yeah (laughs) because you sort of we sort of hit a point where we were like okay like we've kind of pushed this as far as we can i think not that not that movies never go big or gross or violent or whatever now but i feel like we were all trying to be big and gross and violent around the year 2000 like blade is a great example blade is way grosser and more violent than pretty much any action movie i've seen yeah in the last 20 years i feel like i remember jackson made those two movies well he made two two (laughs) Two movies movies. made those two videos one about blade one one about blade two right and i wasn't watching the movie with you you were just like watching it and taking notes for your videos yeah on this channel other channel yeah on this channel yeah but so i would just like walk in and they're like doing an autopsy on this like super hyper realistic like vampire yeah no that part rips though but it's it's gross though yeah that's like classic guillermo del toro shit that's good see i don't even think i don't even think about that in terms of like violence and gore or whatever does that happen in shape of water did they autopsy him (laughs) no but michael shannon does rip his own fingers off at the end that rules doesn't he bite them off uh no so here's what happens in shape of water yeah 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 uh, he's a bad guy, Michael yes. Shannon. He's gross and like a rapist or whatever. Yeah, tries to manhandle the fish dude. Fish dude gets mad, bites off two of his fingies. Yeah. Also, bad guy, racist. Gotcha. Also part of it. So the dramatic irony, this is kind of heavy handed and weird. Yeah. <laughs> is that he has these two fingers that are sort of shoddily reattached. Yeah. But they're all like grody and necrosis eyesed. Yeah. So they kind of turn black. They kind of turn like gray and gnarly, and they yeah. kind of look like a black person's fingers. And but he that he's so mad about it. Eventually, when he's bullying Octavia Spencer in a different scene, yeah. he just gets sick of it and just grabs his two reattached fingers and just rips them off. And he's like, "I'm done with these fingers." And it sort of illustrates his racism. That's weird. It's yeah, it's a little weird. Not the <laughs> not the best part of that movie. <laughs> not the most, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but still, good flick. Um, this person on YouTube says, "Great movie. We all need to accept people more as they are and love them just as they are." I loved this movie. This yeah. comment section has like the most boomer energy out of any yeah, comment no, section I've ever seen. Yeah, this is definitely a boomer movie. I miss movies like this. Why are we satisfied with all that crap these days? That's a good one. Let's see. Yeah, this is absolutely a grandma movie. There's no <laughs> way to say it any other way. Um, 
there's a lot of paragraphs, and I have a feeling none of the paragraphs are very funny. You cannot beat John Travolta's love and happiness in this movie. One of the best actors of all time. Uh, from Greece. See, it's funny. These people <laughs> would hate Pulp Fiction. Thing, <laughs> yeah, exactly. This is a good one. I love this movie. No phone, no internet, but it's so cute. Only relationship of people. <laughs> no phone, no internet, relationship. There's one more I want to find. Um, no dot com, dot web. God damn it. Gigabyte. I'm really praying for our nation. Some things, little human relational and attention things in this film are being lost and forgotten. In society? In this, <laughs> in, are you talking about in filmmaking? Like, what are you talking about? I have never prayed for the film industry, and I'll, <laughs> I'll say that on the record. Uh, no, the reason things are so bad is because they don't make movies like this they anymore. Don't make movies People like don't learn about anymore. compassion and kindness from movies it's anymore. It's all about internet, telephone, iPhone. Okay, this is the last one. Okay. As someone else commented, it's nice seeing a movie not filled with cell phones and other things. What are you talking about? <laughs> You're angry at a film when somebody has a cell phone in the movie? <laughs> so, okay. That's the vibe of this movie. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Okay, so opening credits of this film. They're, it's a, I don't know, it's an older movie. Well, first, it's got well, long opening well, credits. I, the problem isn't with the opening credits themselves. First of all... Uh, we've talked about opening credits before. Like, you can have opening credits, but they have to do something. These opening yeah. credits are so boring and so long. But in them, there is a uh, old truck. Right, right. A uh, kitten in tire. <laughs> That's a good one. A bloodhound dog, old sleepy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, old barn. He's got a garden on a farm. Corn. Yeah. Sunset. <laughs> it's middle America. Trees. It's the, it's the, it's Sunset the Sunset and old barn. It's the heartland. Human heart, the, no. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, tumor. <laughs> brain tumor. Um, there's this scene at the beginning of the movie. Okay, first of all, everything that John Travolta says in this movie sounds so insane and ridiculous. Yeah. Like, every line reading is the weirdest, least natural possible line reading. He's playing a space alien before he sees the light in the sky. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, John Travolta feels, just in general, John Travolta feels like an alien trying to mimic human yeah. mannerisms. And it works once he gets his, like, quote-unquote superpower. Then it kind of works. Yeah, then, then it kind of like, plays into it. Yeah, um, but before that... <laughs> it's just like, and you kind of get used to it at a certain point, yeah. too. At first, I was, like, busting a gut at everything that he says. Yeah. But then you kind of just have to move on <laughs> at a certain point. He's like, Haha, dog, didn't you <laughs> catch that <laughs> rabbit? <laughs> There's so like, much, oh like, little giggling in this movie. I know, God. And they have their own bespoke shot every time anybody yeah. giggles all of a sudden. The there's... ending of this movie is so weird. Yeah, no, there's... We're, we're, I mean, we'll get to it, but there's this scene where he's, like, having dinner with this single mom and her kids, and he, like, says something, and there's literally, like, 30 seconds of, like, cutting to shots of each individual of every person, person. Just being like, <laughs> <laughs> And you cut to John Travolta, and he's like, <laughs> And then you cut to the little girl, and she's like, <laughs> You're like, oh my god, what is <laughs> like, this movie? This was a pretty okay scene until we spent 30 seconds of everybody g giggling. Um, the other thing, I can't get over Forrest Whitaker in this movie. Because Forrest Whitaker has a type of character that he plays. Yeah. He plays Saw Gerrera in Rogue One. He plays Zuri in Black Panther. Yeah. He's like the military operative that comes and harasses Amy Adams in Arrival. Yeah. He's like a big, intimidating, like, scary guy with like this big, deep voice and like this... He has like that lazy eye and there's something about him. Like he has so much... Yeah. Like, gravitas to just, like, walk into a room and, like, feel like the most important, most powerful person there, you know? Yeah. And in this movie, he's just, like, a f John Travolta's small-town friend. Yeah. And, and he, like, talks like a regular guy and behaves like he's not Forrest Whitaker. Yeah. And it's the weirdest thing ever. I can't get over it. Yeah. 
What are you Googling? I'm, I'm making sure that is Forrest Whitaker. Yeah, you're right, it is. Yeah, it's Forrest Whitaker. Did he put on, like, weight for this movie? I mean, I don't know. Is he just dressed like a small-town guy, so most like, he of, just looks different? Most of what I know Forrest Whitaker from is from the last, like, five or ten years. Yeah. So I'm sure he looked different at different parts of yeah. his life. What else is he famous for also, doing? Also, in this picture, I just, like, looked up the cast on Google, but this picture for John Travolta is, like, definitely not from the movie. He looks like... Oh, yeah. yeah. No, John Travolta... <laughs> we gotta talk about John Travolta. Yeah. He's, like, bald, and he's got a beard, and he's, like, wearing a suit, <laughs> and he, like, looks good, which is weird. <laughs> uh, you think he looks good in that he picture? Look, he doesn't look bad. He looks like an action movie. Yeah, I guess. Movie. He I guess like that's a modern action movie among star. his better looks. Yeah. I feel like John Travolta looks like a cow. He does. He's got a very <laughs> wide nose and like a wide mouth. Yeah. He looks. I mean, this is a joke I'm stealing from Twitter, but yeah. he looks like the cow from Barnyard. Yeah. You know the one? Yeah, no, Otis is his <laughs> Otis name, from I think. Barnyard, yeah. yeah. And like, he's not a, not a handsome guy no. most of the time. And no. he's pretty okay in this movie. A lot of the time in the 90s, he had the worst facial hair imaginable. Yeah. He really, a lot of the time, had this, like, pencil-thin soul patch. Oh, yeah, Like, yeah, going yeah. down his chin. Um, and I guess, looking at that picture now, his look is just, like, full beard and shaved head, which yeah. is kind of working for him. Right now, he's got, like, salt and peppery hair that's, like... Uh, that, like, he looks like Simon Cowell. If Simon Cowell like... got inflated by a bicycle bump. <laughs> That's the meanest thing I've ever heard. God. Look at him, though. Isn't that what he looks like? No, you're right. But, like, I, he looks way better bald than he Yeah, does. no. He, yeah. Bald works for him. Yeah. Um, so I'm just Googling pictures of John Travolta. <laughs> um, but, like, and I don't know what it is about John Travolta because, like, Saturday Night Fever was, like, his breakout role. Yeah. And then he was in Greece when he was, like, 35 year old, years old playing yeah. a teenager. Oh, I, oh no. <laughs> yeah, no, and sometimes he had, like, a soul patch, soul patch like, on the tip of his chin. No, it's, like, underneath his chin. Yeah, bad. Bad. Um, and, like, so and then he, like, in the 70s and 80s was, like, a leading man. Yeah. And people kind of got sick of him because he wasn't very good most of the time. Yeah. And then, like, Pulp Fiction is, like, his big comeback, where he, like, weirdly gives this, like, insane great performance in Pulp Fiction. Everyone's like, oh, John Travolta's back. This is it. John Travolta's making it happen. Yeah. And then he just, from then to the present day, only seems to just be horrible. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. there's no There's no John Travolta movie where you can be like, actually, you know what John Travolta's really good in is... You can't finish that sentence. Hold There's up. no... <laughs> what? Well, I just found an insider article that says, John Travolta says his good friend Pitbull convinced him to go bald. <laughs> yeah, that sounds right. So? That sounds like the right vibe. Also, a Scientologist. Oh, wow. Well. A lot has been made about his Scientology in reference to this movie in particular. Oh, mm, yeah, that makes sense. Because... <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. Um, like, I just... I don't get him. Because now, famously... Unless I'm mistaken, he holds the record for most movies in a row that have a 0% on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, wow. It's like Speed Kills and Gaudy and, like, a handful of other things. But he had, like, seven movies yeah. right in a row that each scored exactly zero on yeah. Rotten Tomatoes. I mean, is he one of those people that's, like... I made my movie, I don't give a shit anymore? Or is he, like, know. trying to, like, give good performances? I really don't know. Yeah. I don't know if he's a Bruce Willis. Yeah. <laughs> or if he's, like, really putting his heart into Gotti or not. Yeah. It's hard to say. I haven't seen any of his 0% movies. Um, see if there's just, like, any life left in right, his Right, yeah, I don't know. And, like, I feel like it's partially just, like, a Scientology thing. Because, like, him and Tom Cruise both... Have a certain air of, like, not quite feeling 100% like a person. Yeah, 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 yeah. But Tom Cruise, that really works for. Because Tom Cruise has this special talent of, like, adjusting himself so perfectly to fit the tone of the movies he's in, you yeah. know? And I feel like his weird personal vibe 
yeah. sort of helps with that, if that makes sense. Yeah. But John Travolta can't adjust the dial, it feels like. He just always feels like an alien. He just has only one particular version of weird. Yeah, and he... it works when you're like a singing guy in the 50s, <laughs> right. but it doesn't work. And it's like, in Pulp Fiction, basically, Quentin Tarantino had to tell him, like, basically just kind of be quiet and mumble and don't really express yourself very much. Yeah. He's just kind of like... Hey, you know, I just got back from I uh, just got back from Europe. You know what's up with Europe? They got they got a different name for things over there. And you're yeah. like, I mean, yeah, yeah, good on you, John. Like you can pull that off. Yeah, <laughs> it's, this, a, it's a good one. This character's weird. We're yeah, because um, like I'm trying to think of how I'm trying to describe like Tom Cruise's thing because yeah. characters in movies don't behave like people in real life. Yeah, exactly. Tom Cruise in real life behaves like a person in a movie. <laughs> Does yeah. that make yeah, sense? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's why he's so good in movies. Like, look at this. <laughs> look, I just look <laughs> up a picture of Tom Cruise's face. Yeah. It's like, yeah, he's not... It's like, and I don't know how true this really is to say, it just feels like a weird Scientology thing. Yeah. Where they're, like, just weirdly sucked of yeah. any actual human characteristics. Yeah, like, I don't, I don't know what, like, the like, the theology of Scientology is, because everyone who's ever had a story about Scientology is just, like, it's a cult, and they want your money, and they want your identity. <laughs> right. and it's like, but, like, what are you actually, like... Because everyone's like, it's a pyramid scheme. You have to buy into it, and, like, you get to, like, the levels of whatever by paying money, basically. Right. But it's, like, for why? <laughs> when, <laughs> right, yeah, what's the goal? What are you doing this about? Like... Um, but, yeah, so, anyway, that's my point. Tom Cruise just has a particular brand of soullessness yeah, that, that works for him. That he can, that he can make work. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, like, I just don't... I don't get John Travolta. Yeah, can we talk about the sound mixing of this movie? <laughs> yeah, I and mean, then... it's really only that one scene that's so horrible. <laughs> it's so bad, though. It's this weird scene, so it's like John Travolta, he's this regular guy, middle America, he's a mechanic and a gardener. And it's like, today's my birthday, they're having a party at the bar, and it's like, oh, drinks on me, friends. Yeah. Um, but, like, it's all of this, like, overlapping dialogue, and the music is mixed really loud, and the dialogue is mixed yeah. very quietly, and there's, like, so much crosstalk. It literally, like, it literally feels other. like uncut gems. They're like mumbling and like talking. They're like, haha, Sue's, uh, the storms and, uh, drinks, uh, and there's like plot points, like, kinda <laughs> yeah. in there. Like, if we didn't have the subtitles on, that would have oh, been... incomprehensible. It, yeah. That, I'm glad, because it is on YouTube, like I said, but it's in YouTube in very poor quality. Yes. Uh, so I splurged on the $3 video rental for yeah. the added benefit of one high definition and two subtitles. Yeah, because man, we needed them for a second there. There's two. Okay, so when I when we watched the preview for this movie, I was like, okay, I know what this movie is gonna be. It's gonna be like, guy, it feels trapped in small town, but then he gets all this knowledge, and then he learns. He's like, oh, he can like experience so much and learn so much still in his hometown, and he's gonna like learn to appreciate. His hometown. That's what I thought it was going to be. Right. Uh, but he likes his small town and is totally happy. There's no conflict in his life. Right. And then he gets the and then he gets super smart. But then that just ruins everything. Yeah. So I yeah. Thought, I, I don't thought, know. It's kind of a cool take. It is. I just it wasn't the movie I was expecting. I thought right. it, it's it's weird. The plot structure of this movie also doesn't make any sense. It's kind of bananas. Well, because they, there's, like, oh, there's, like, a rising action, and then, like, the conflict, and then it resolves. And it's like, oh, a story can have, like, one or two of those. And, like, they use it to, like, make a good story. This, yeah. This movie has, like, five of them. Yeah, this movie is, like, a weird five-act structure. But uh, but none of them actually matter in the end. <laughs> right. is also the weird part. Um, because, okay, so here's here, here are the moments. John Travolta gets super smart. Then... There's a little while of him figuring out that he's super smart, learning a bunch of things, yeah. loving life. Then uh, he tries really hard to hook up with this woman from town who doesn't really like him. Yeah. We'll get into that woman a lot more later. We have yeah, a lot yeah, to yeah, say. Yeah. Um, but just for now, as I'm laying out the plot points, <laughs> that's that part of the movie. That's what's happening. Single mom meets her kids. They The kids like him, but the mom hates him for no reason. Um, and then he senses an earthquake because of the vibrations because he's so smart. 
Yeah. And he calls, uh, not Osha, uh, I was gonna say Noah, but that's not who he actually calls, but... What's the, it's like the university. Yeah, It's like know. a real university, what's it called? He calls some scientists. He calls some scientists. <laughs> and he's guys. like, yo, there's gonna be an earthquake, I sensed it. They're like, how'd you do that? He's like, oh, I'm just super hella smart, and I could feel the vibrations in the air. And they're like, but people can't do that, you usually need equipment to do that. And he's like, yeah. oh, but I can't, because I'm super tight. Yeah. Also... He's figuring out that he has psychic powers and can move things Which around. Which doesn't make any fucking it's, sense. It's, I mean, <laughs> well, because with the weird setup that it's an alien, I totally buy it. But then there's a twist later that makes just makes that super weird. Okay, but so uh, he talks to Science Guy, and then Science Guy shows up. He's like, yo, we want you to come so we can, like, do an experiment on you. Because, like, this is really weird. We don't know what, what's going on. But so he's like, oh, all right, I got all these cool inventions because I'm super smart. And in this time, also, he uh, decoded and sent a message to the U.S. Air Force. Yeah. That'll come up later. <laughs> I don't know why he did that. Uh, I can't remember. For fun. For funsies. Because just to prove that he could Just to now. prove that he could, I guess. But then, so, also, there's a little Portuguese boy who's sick. Right, right, right. So he goes and he becomes an empath and senses where the little boy is feeling sick. And he goes there, and he saves the little boy, but then everybody's super freaked out by him. And he also learns Portuguese in 20 minutes. He also learns Portuguese in because, 20 minutes. Okay, okay, okay. So there's there's this guy, this Portuguese farmer. I get, He's speaking Portuguese. He's probably, like, Brazilian. Yeah. doesn't matter. Um, the... And he's, like, got, like, horrible food poisoning. Yeah. Goes to the doctor. He's like, oh, it hurts so bad, but... I, but he's, like, trying to say something about his son, and they can't speak to him because he's speaking Portuguese. Um, and they're like, good job, Travolta. We don't know he's super smart yet. Just have him grab a book and see if we can try to translate. But then he, like, fucking learns Portuguese on the no, car no, no. ride over. No, the doctor does know that he's super smart, Jason, oh, remember? he tries Cause to. Because they've been talking, so he's like, get John Travolta, give him a book about Portuguese, and he's going to learn Portuguese okay, in 20 okay. minutes because he's so smart. Um, but anyway, so then he learns Portuguese, talks to him, guy says... Oh, my son ate the food too, and he's a little boy. He could die from food poisoning. You gotta go find him. I don't know where he is. So then they all go out, and John Travolta uses his weird brain powers to find yeah. the little boy. But now the whole town knows that something really weird is going on. Yeah. Um, and then he gets arrested by the CIA for decoding <laughs> Air Force codes. Um, and then he gets analyzed and tested by the CIA for a while. And they don't. And then they just let him go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he can't talk to the science guy anymore, so he, like, freaks out because he feels trapped in the small town. And then it never comes up again. No. The CIA are not really a part of this story. No, no, no. Okay, so he's su feeling super trapped. Everybody's super weird out by him. He's like, okay, so there's, there's, like, a library book fair or whatever. I'll go talk to Dad because the library ladies really like me because right. I read all the books all the time. So he goes there. Uh, he explains how his stupid telekinesis works, and it makes no sense. But then all the people are like, oh, you're God, like, heal my son, like, oh, what's, aliens, you're not telling us stuff. And then, so then he has a brain aneurysm, or a stroke, or whatever. Right, right, right. And so, then yeah. he goes to the hospital. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. So, he is trying so hard to just live a normal life and not be hated and feared by everyone around yeah. him. Yeah. He makes this public appearance in order to, like, save face and be like, I'm just this guy. Let me you explain know, it. Let me explain it. You know, you don't have to make a big deal out of this. Um, but then, like, when they start freaking out, he passes out, and you get to the twist. I want to preface this. You probably don't care about spoilers for this movie. No. Because nobody will ever watch it on purpose ever again. <laughs> um, but This is a hotel movie that comes up at 2am, <laughs> and you're like, I don't know any of the other channels. Um... Turns out, it wasn't an alien that gave him psychic powers, it was a brain tumor. And he's got, like, a week to live. <laughs> so, first of all, the FBI did not find this brain tumor right. in all of their experiments. Second of all, what the fuck? Okay, so telekinesis no longer makes any goddamn sense. Right, right. And also, we're gonna kill John Travolta. Yeah. And, but, like, weirdly... The movie gets pretty good after he gets the brain tumor. Yeah. Like, that's the best part of the movie. <laughs> yeah, where he, like, there's a weird, 
there's like a weird two minute subplot where it's like he finds out that he's got like a week to live or whatever like they don't know really how long and this surgeon comes up to him and he's like yo we would love to like take a look at your brain because like we could leave like so we could like learn so much from you this would be like your legacy and oh John, yeah this and, part's whack and john travolta is like has a speech about how, like humanity and he's like no fuck you this brain tumor is in my legacy. Like, who I am is being a cool, small-town boy. That's my legacy. Fuck you, doctor. And so then the doctor is like, oh, we're gonna do it anyway, though, because uh, uh, we're evil? Yeah. Uh, so, okay. <laughs> I just want to make this absolutely clear. Yes. John Travolta's gonna die in, like, three days. Yep, 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 yep. Because of this brain tumor. Yeah. And they're like, hey, this is a very dangerous brain tumor, and if we... Like, get in there, we have a procedure that's pretty risky, and we might be able to take it out and let you live a lot longer, but it might not work and you might just end up dying on the table is probably the no, most no, likely no. thing. No, 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 Jackson, that's not the scenario. It's not to save him. It's no, I'm, I'm getting there. Oh, okay. Uh, but they're saying that, like, the main point of it is not necessarily to help him, it's to learn about his brain tumor and help future, like, like learn about the brain tumor so that future patients can have the benefit of the knowledge that of what they learned operating on John Travolta, right? Yeah. And John Travolta is like, fuck you. I'm not... <laughs> I'm not donating even one day of my life before I die yeah. to science and future generations. <laughs> Absolutely not. And the movie... Wants you to be absolutely on his side about that. Yeah. Like, the doctor is evil for proposing this thing that's yeah. probably going to kill him, but could help hundreds of thousands of people in yeah. the future with brain well, tumors. Well, what's whack about that is that the surgeon says that, but then the next shot is the hometown doctor being like, yo, where's my guy? And the surgeon's like, oh, we talked to the judge, and we're going to do it anyway, because uh, we're evil, and he's yeah. not in his right mind, and it's like... yeah. So, okay, well, now I'm on his side because you're going to do <laughs> right. surgery on him without his permission. And that's the thing, is that, like, if that were really it, if it were, like, oh, John Travolta said he didn't want to do that, and then they did it anyway, and, like, yeah. that could, that is an interesting, like, dynamic. But first of all, in the grand scheme of things, doesn't matter at all. Oh, absolutely. Second of all, like, they'd set it up as, like, a good guy, bad guy thing. Yeah, it's If weird. you just put it as, like, an interesting moral dilemma it would work a lot better than like oh john travolta we want to kill you but for, for science for science uh but it's like no they want to learn about stuff so people can live in the future but whatever but I guess, um, fuck us, I guess. anyway that's super whack yeah. <laughs> um, then he breaks out of the hospital breaks out of the hospital and lives with his girlfriend and then he dies and yeah that's the movie and that's the whole movie and then he sort of made the he made a profound impact on the people who loved him before yeah. he died and you know did he really change anything about the world no no because all did he even bother to let scientists learn from his condition no yeah. the way that this movie treats this like community of characters that they like make is really weird because at the beginning of the movie, they set up, like, all these side characters or, like, his small-town friends. And it's all, like, really sweet and homey or whatever. Right. And then when he gets his powers, at first they're all like, man, if, if our bro says he saw an alien, then he saw an alien. But then they all get, like, a mega mucho freaked out. And then they're all just like, man, fuck that guy. And it's like, I don't get this community. But then when he dies, they're like, man, we loved him. Like, right. I just don't, I don't get they it. They realized they were wrong. They, I guess. they found out it was a brain tumor, and they were like, oh, we were really wacky, <laughs> oh, John Travolta. Oopsie poopsie. But here's the thing. Now that I'm saying it out loud all at once, yeah. I kind of wonder what the point of this whole movie, of this whole movie is. Uh, I feel like we, I can't stress enough that this movie is two hours long. Yeah. It's and about very halfway long. through, you wonder what the fuck you're even doing anymore. <laughs> because it's like, that's, that's the classic thing, right? It's like, you can either, this is obviously a generalization, but yeah. like, you can either tell a story of somebody going through some character growth and having an arc, and that's really interesting. Or you can tell a story that's like Forrest Gump or Paddington. Where the, the main character is pretty static, but they change the world around them. And yeah. that's what you're invested in, you know? And I feel like this movie kind of wants to be a Forrest Gump Paddington movie. Yeah. But nobody around him really changes. is any different 
for the events. Because you know? there's nobody else like him. Because what is cool about this, like, small southern town is that, like, they have, like, all of the, like, Mexican or Spanish-speaking people, and they've right. got, like, the Portuguese family. They're like, oh, they moved here to, like, get work, and they have an orchard and stuff. Like, I feel like the way this movie treats, like, those kind of issues is, like, really, really well. It's like, these people are part of the community, even though they're not like us, blah, blah, blah. But there's no other super smart freaks you know like there's nobody else for the town to like learn from right because they're already doing well with like the real life issues of people being different like they know how to treat people who are different i guess he tricks forrest whitaker into dating that girl and they get married at the end Uh, yeah that's That's something i mean look i i mean john travolta has a character arc i guess but not really, because most of the character art is, yeah. arc is that he gets really smart. Yeah, well, because you and, could say that it's like, oh, he loves... It's like how he thinks of, like, science versus his small town. Like, the beginning right. is, like, all a small town. And in the middle, he's like, oh, science. Uh, like, oh, I want to get out of here so I can be, like, with people who are smart like me. And then at the end of the movie, he's like, no, I just want to be a regular boy. So that's, like, kind right. of an arc. But they don't stress that that much because we're too busy doing 12 million other things. Yeah, It's... Although this is... Okay, so this is something that I kind of like about this movie. Yeah. Is, um... This is, this is a point I actually saw first noted in that YouTube comment section. Uh-huh. Somebody actually made a pretty salient point down there. Which was, um... That, uh... The... The sort of cultural language around, like, super intelligence is almost always... Like, the story is almost always that somebody gets super smart and then they become, like holier than thou and like above everybody and they look down on people and become like cold and dispassionate yeah but that's not the case in this movie he doesn't turn into dr manhattan yeah he turns into like he basically if anything becomes more compassionate and more caring the more intelligent he gets yeah like the more aware he is of the world around him and the more he wants to sort of help people and make a difference you know unless that involves letting somebody look at his brain for science then it's a no-go yeah um because he values life and humanity too much. And I've got to spend every second with the people who love me. And let alone all the seconds with people who love them, everybody else in the future is going to have. Yeah. Whatever. It doesn't matter. doesn't matter. I hate that part of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, like, yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to figure out what the point of it is. And I'm kind of yeah. coming up empty, well, frankly. It's, the way that they ostracize him is a weird, slow process. Because at the beginning, it, I like that it, it, it... There's, like, two sides of it, like, someone becomes super smart. It's either, like, oh, small-town people are the biggest idiots in the world. They right, don't right. know how to even read. Like, I hate, right. I hate that version of it, too. And, like, it... It, like, kind of becomes that and then kind of becomes something else where it's, like, he's talking with Forrest Whitaker and they're doing the stuff with, like, the codes. And he, like, has this line where he's like, oh, man, solar power energy is so cool because he just <laughs> got he just got solar pan- panels on his house. That's, like, a plot point for some reason. Yeah. But he's like, man, plants are so amazing. They, like, can use the energy of the sun. And, like, us humans are, like, just now figuring it out. And we're just, like, just scratching the surface of the science. Like, it's really interesting. I'm, like, really excited about it. And then Forrest Whitaker just looks at him like he's an alien. And it's like, that was a normal... <laughs> <That's> the... <laughs> that was a normal thing to say. Yeah. That wasn't that profound. I've thought the same thing myself sometimes. I have. I know. I'm John Travolta <laughs> yeah. sometimes. Um, it, felt, it feels like that scene from Walk Hard where the doctor's like, oh... <laughs> Well, see, I can't. I I don't know how to connect the top half of your uh, son to the bottom half of your son, and then the dad goes, "Speak English, dog." <laughs> like that's what it feels like. Yeah, no, totally. Um, what was I gonna say about Force Whitaker? Hold on. Um, so, oh, I I like that. Like at the beginning, at least, as he's like getting very intelligent, he's not like. Oh, I'm learning so much. I know everything about everything now. It's, like, kind of specific about, like, the things that he's interested in. Yeah. And, like, what he's devoting his new intelligence to and what he's learning about. Yeah, he's learning about, like, car stuff. He's learning about, like, fertilizers. He's learning about language. He's learning about, you know, cars and mechanics. And he's learning about 
Um, And he's learning about, like, environmental science. He's really invested in, like, solar powers and gardening and, like, that kind of thing. It's like, yeah, that's a very specific set of things that are his passions and interests that he's devoting his new intelligence to. I thought that was good. I like that. And I do think it's sweet. The first thing that he does is he learns Spanish so he can talk to his friend and co-worker. That's sweet. It's good. Um... Can we talk about the love interest now? <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. So, she... Who's the actress's name? Kira Sedgwick. Kira Sedgwick. Sedgwick? Sedgwick. Sedgwick? <laughs> Sedge? Sedge. Wick. Wick. Sedgwick. <laughs> Sounds like I say Sedgwick in a baby voice. Sedgwick? <laughs> so, her. Anyway. So, she's, like, the love interest. And there's, like, outside of his car repair shop, whatever that's called... Right. <laughs> There's, like, a community, like, garage sale area where, like, you can put things for sale. And she is, like, a carpenter, and she, like, makes these chairs. So that's how we introduce her, is that, like, oh, people bought her chairs, so now she's bringing more chairs to that area, and he's, like, talking to him. And that whole time, she's just, like, not looking at him, not interested in him, being really kind of rude. And, like, I want to, I want, it's, like, she has every right to not like him. And to be rude and to be, like, quote-unquote bitchy. Like, she has every right not to love John Travolta. <laughs> right. Heaven knows I don't. Yeah, but... <laughs> I don't... I, that doesn't mean I have to like her either. It's yeah. just super rude to this guy for no it's reason. It's weird. It's this... The, all of the conflict between the two of them. Oh, it's so stupid. Because sort of the main thrust of this movie is, like, a romantic comedy, sort of. Kind, where no it's, like, comedy. about them getting together. Yeah. And it feels like that's supposed to be kind of the biggest takeaway because at the end he like spends time with her yeah. and they fall in love and then he dies in her arms and yeah. like that's the end of the movie. Well, it's like maybe their relationship was the most important thing. It's revealed that the reason that she's being a jerk is because she, her, their husband, her husband and the father of her kids left them. They don't tell you how or why, yeah. but that he's he left. So she doesn't want to get involved with anybody again because they just moved away to get away from all of that. So she's like, I don't want it. I don't want it to do with anything. But then they, like, keep flirting and they, like, set up a repertoire where it's like, oh, they actually kind of like each other again. But then he feels that earthquake and, like, predicts that earthquake and the earthquake happens. Yeah. And then she's weirdly super pissed at him about <laughs> yeah. the earthquake. It's like, you lied to me. And it's like, no. He told you that he felt <laughs> the shockwaves and that an earthquake was going to happen, and then an earthquake happened. And then, in that same sentence, it's revealed that actually nobody bought her chairs. He bought all the chairs so that she would come back and put more chairs there so that she could talk to him, and that right. makes sense. But then she's super pissed about that also. It's like this weird roller coaster where, like, at any given moment, she's either, like, into him or pissed at him or, like, really into him, or, like, kind of in between, and you never feel like there's any motivation for her to be behaving differently than she was last time we saw her, you know? Yeah, she just, yeah. Just for no reason, like, how she feels about John Travolta changes, like, all the time, and you can never really be sure what's going on. And, like, sometimes, like, I get being upset about the chairs, I always feel this in romantic comedies when the girl gets, like, super upset about something. And I'm just like, I I get that you're upset, but can you not just, like, understand what he was doing? Like, he bought the <laughs> chairs because he liked you and, like, somebody bought your chairs. Like, I get being, like, a little bit upset about that, but she's just, like, furious. Right, yeah. And it's like, I feel like a normal person wouldn't react this way. <laughs> yeah. I feel that way in, like, every romantic comedy. Like, we always talk about how stupid the misunderstanding of, like, oh, it used to be that way, but now it's not. Right, right, right. And she's babe, like, wait, babe, wait. Yeah, exactly. Like, as a woman, like, when the girl, like, walks away, it's like, well, like, I... Like... I know that trope. I would <laughs> right, be like, oh, yeah. I'm sure things have changed because, like, I didn't love you at first and now I do love you. So it's <laughs> right. like, obviously things have changed. Yeah. Yeah. I don't... The Her character is just so exhausting. Yeah. I don't understand her. And I don't mean, like, she's high maintenance or whatever. No, no, no. I just mean, like, literally she's watching unstable. the movie, yeah. I don't understand. Not, like, unstable. <laughs> well, it's... No, I'm trying... I'm it's weird the... that, like... The only way to describe the way that she is in this movie is with loaded sexist yeah, terminology. Yeah, I know, but that's what she's like. Like, not saying 
that she's like crazy or anything, but like obviously she's had a big uproot in her life and she's just like obviously like things are not going okay for her, so that's why she's acting that way. Like, right, you know, right. like I'm not saying I'm not saying she's crazy. Yeah. But like I obviously there's like turmoil in her life. She or is just an ineptly written character. Yeah, she's in a not way that makes well. her completely irrational and completely ununderstandable. Yeah, it's the character, not the, the fact that she's a woman. Yeah. Um so okay. But then later her again. <laughs> <laughs> right. So she's like, he like comes and he ch- apologizes about the chairs. Right. And she's like, fine, I will go with you to the whatever, but I'm going to show up or maybe I won't at noon and we'll just see if I show up or not. <laughs> Which is like, first of all, like, okay. Rude. Whatever. <laughs> but then he gets arrested by the FBI, so he doesn't show up. Right. So the way that she has reacted to things in the past... I assumed she was going to, like, burn his house down or something. Like, she was going to be extremely upset about that. Right. But that, she's just totally loving and understanding about. She's right, like, oh, right. I, I, someone told me what happened. I'm so sorry that happened to you. Are you okay? And I'm like, yeah. That's how I expected a normal human to react to that. That's not how I expected you to react to right. that. Uh, okay. One of my favorite little moments in this. Yeah. Is when he's being questioned by that, um that uh scientist i guess while he's in prison they're trying to like test his intelligence and the first thing they ask him is john travolta could you please name as many mammals as you can in 60 seconds and he names like 10 yeah and then like says a whole bunch of fast talking aaron sorkin smart talk yeah around it and you're like okay that was whatever what even kind of question yeah, is that could I, like i could name a lot of animals so in 60 seconds. what i'm gonna, gonna do are you gonna name a bunch of animals no in 60 i'm gonna make seconds? you do it oh i'm gonna do it i'm pulling up a timer right now okay i'm going to give you 60 seconds okay and you are gonna name uh as many and as many mammals. <laughs> Sorry, okay. Mammals. 60 seconds on the clock. Uh, oh, whoops. Okay, 60 seconds on the clock. Was it animals or mammals? Mammals. Mammals. If you can name more than, I believe he says 10 mammals. Yeah. If you can name more than 10 mammals, you are smarter okay. than John Travolta in Phenomenon. <laughs> okay. On your mark. Okay. Get set. Go. Cat, dog, hamster, tiger, elephant, lion, cheetah, panther, puma... Did I already say giraffe? No. Giraffe. <laughs> giraffe. Antelope. Deer. Moose. Elk. Somebody texted me. <laughs> no. Keep going. Keep going. Oh, God. Uh, platypus. Not a mammal. Yeah, it is. No, it's not. It's not. It's a marsupial. <laughs> okay. Koala. <laughs> <laughs> no, Adeline. Not a mammal. I hate this so fucking much. Keep going. No. You're, you got 20 seconds left. I can't do this to a person with anxiety. <laughs> Keep going. You only need 14. <laughs> name some more mammals and you're going to go to jail. I'm already smarter than Josh Travolta. No, you're going to go to jail. Unless you can prove how intelligent you are. No, I did more than Josh Travolta. Five seconds. <laughs> Fucking gorilla monkey. Okay, time. You named 16. See, I'm already smarter than John Travolta. I'm really disappointed in your ability to name mammals. <laughs> He's yelling at me. <laughs> Listen, I'm smarter than John Travolta. It's all that matters. <laughs> okay. Um, so. <laughs> so, okay. Uh, other thing I wanted to say. Yeah, can I have my phone back? Telekinesis doesn't make any goddamn sense any god- if it's a brain tumor. Well, it seems like they're trying to do, like, the, oh, if humans could use 100% of their brain matter, we would be like, oh, oh we'd be crazy. Right. Which has been disproved 10 billion times by everything. That, like, we do use the majority of our brains. Well, just not at a, at the same time. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're never using more than 10% of your brain at any given moment, but every part of your brain gets used yeah whenever exactly but that feels like they never say that that feels like what they're trying to say though right they're like oh anybody could do it like i'm the potential of what humanity could be we could all have telekinesis right and john no we couldn't (laughs) i don't know they they really try to underplay it and make it feel believable yeah the like and you know he's not like a scientist or whatever but the way he explains it is he's like Oh, you know, it's just like we're all made of the same stuff. We're all we all have the same energy, same energy, <laughs> like Twitter. 
like the meme anyway. Wow. Um, and like you know, it's just my energy interacting with this object's energy. It's all all you know, kind of whatever. And he never like does anything big or dramatic. He's only ever like turned pages in books or like made a paperclip float or you know. <laughs> <laughs> we just pulled something out of our dog's mouth. It looks like a chicken bone. Uh, no, I think it's just a plant because his bed was outside. Okay. It really did look like a rat tail for a second. <laughs> okay. Um, but, you know, he's just doing little tiny bits of telekinesis, just like a little bit. He's just moving small stuff around. Um, and then he breaks a window one time. Yeah. Uh, which well, is like some ear. the biggest, most dramatic thing that happens. Um and it's like, I don't know, I guess. Like, it's a movie, fine. It's a movie, whatever. But, like, I don't know. It's weird. Okay. I have a big take about the way this movie was written. Yes. In the 80s and 90s, cocaine was <laughs> <laughs> was an epidemic. Yes. Right? That was how screenwriters worked. Yeah. There's a period of time uh, in the early 90s where Aaron Sorkin was credited on... I believe, uh, 30 television, writing 30 television episodes in 20 weeks. Oh, wow. Uh, like, and that was just, I remember in my producing class, there was something in the textbook where our teacher was just like, oh, and this, it's like this little section of the budget, it was for something like really weird and benign that like you probably would never actually need money for. It was like something weird. Yeah. Um, but they were like, you don't need to worry about this because, like, the thing about this is that this was just code for cocaine budget. <laughs> wow. And it's like, we don't... Budget for cocaine <laughs> Yeah, anymore. we don't do that anymore. Like, that was common practice in the 80s. We're, we're, not, we're, not, a, doing we're not doing that anymore. that anymore. Anyway, that's what cocaine was like. And there was this... Uh, <laughs> that's what cocaine was That's like. what the cocaine culture in Hollywood was like. <laughs> um, but um, there's basically... And around this time, there was also this weird thing of screenwriters bragging about, while on cocaine, obviously, about, like, how quickly a screenplay was written. Like, famously, Mortal Kombat, that script was written in, like, 18 hours or something. Um, Because of the cocaine? Yeah. And it was, like, this, like, weird sort of one-upsmanship thing around, like, professional writers, like, guys like Shane Black. Yeah. Would be like, I wrote this screenplay in 24 hours. Here you go. Bam. This is it. Make the movie. Like, yeah. I got paid $30 million for this screenplay that I wrote in 18 hours. That yeah. means I made $400,000 an hour yeah. <laughs> yesterday. Um, is it a good movie? <laughs> no. Sometimes, yes. Mortal Kombat? No, Mortal Kombat wasn't. <laughs> I'm saying but like, that was, like, sort of part of this whole thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And which isn't to say that every movie from the 80s or 90s was written by a coked up screenwriter in 14 hours but you're just saying this one definitely was yeah no i and especially considering the subject material yeah uh, about this guy with this like weird mania who like he talks about how he like he can't sleep and he does he's like constantly just trying to keep himself occupied and like point his energy at things Mm -hmm. and like get stuff done and think about things it feels like something somebody wrote while really high on cocaine and like thinking about his experience of it yeah and like channeling that into the story he's writing and like relating his cocaine experience to this hyper intelligent guy so your childhood ruined theory is that that, i mean i don't think it's like conscientiously about cocaine but i think that's absolutely a reading about how this like screenplay came together in 1996 and then he dies at the end of the movie (laughs) because of the cocaine um that's just my, that's my interpretation your of how this movie brain. is. Um, your John Travolta with a tumor in your head take. <laughs> take yeah. Um, okay. We got about three minutes left to kill. Yeah. What do you want to talk about? I mean, what are my, my, my notes? It's like, the soundtrack for this movie. <laughs> I mean, look. Sucks. I like the music. It's just that they use... It's really, really repetitive. Oh, yeah. They use the same song over and over it's and a, over again. It's a Thomas Newman score. It's, like, one of his earlier scores. Yeah. Um, I think this was, like, right after he did Shawshank Redemption. Gotcha. Um, and it's basically, like... I don't think they're using the same actual piece of music, the same actual arrangement, same MP3... Yeah. ...in each of these spots, but the different 
arrangements of the different songs for different scenes are really really similar yeah and it's really annoying yeah there's one spot i can't remember where it is where the music totally rips and i was like this rules and they only use that part of music one time is it when he's like keeling over because he's trying to find the little boy Uh, oh yeah Yeah. that's an awesome song um but then they do the their needle drops are also just i I don't know they're fine the worst they're just very 1996 yeah it's good it's like the cranberries yeah (laughs) oh it's jewel jewel yeah Pretty good. I don't know. I didn't mind that that much, but yeah, like the best part of the movie is weirdly. It's like, Ray, <laughs> on your wedding day, they don't use that song, but they might, might as, as well. well have. Yeah, that's the vibe. Um, same energy yeah. as it were. Moon. Uh, <laughs> Tag yourself. I'm Jewel. Uh, the um, but yeah, like the best part of the movie is kind of like after he gets the brain tumor, yeah. where he's just like hanging out with the people he loves and trying to figure out how he wants to spend his you know last few days. And yeah, they're talking about like how this brain tumor like affected him. They describe in detail how the brain tumor is like a hand, and yeah. it's sort of like is sort of like connecting parts of his brain through this tumor that aren't usually connected. And it's yeah. like obviously it's pseudoscience bullshit, but yeah. it's like it's legit enough that in a movie i'm like hell yeah that totally makes sense yeah they really vividly describe the tumor and yeah it's kind of cool it's kind of cool but it just paints this image in your head that's gross which is good but it's gross it's like it's like jurassic park you know it's like obviously mosquitoes don't still have blood in them from millions from millions of years ago from amber and even if they did it would not be a coherent enough dna structure to do that but when you hear that you're like frog dna in it so that it is (laughs) yeah i guess fair enough um, but it's just, like, the same total thing where you're, like, yeah, totally. Like, yeah. I totally buy that. Yeah, Ant-Man can be big. I get it. <laughs> yeah. They just make the molecules bigger. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. Do you think, if this was a Marvel movie, what do you think a superhero name would be? I, the Tumor? The Tumor. That's pretty good. <laughs> I would read a comic book but, for a guy called The Tumor. And he just got a big tumor, but it's connecting all the parts uh, of his brain. That's what, uh... The She-Thor storyline is kind of like... Does she have a tumor? Yeah. She's oh. got brain cancer. Oh. And... Or no, she doesn't have brain cancer. She has regular cancer. <laughs> <laughs> it's like breast cancer or something. Yeah. But the whole thing is that when you... When you pick up Mjolnir and, like, become Thor... Yeah. It, like, supercharges your body and, like, cures you of whatever and, like, stimulates your whole shit. So it's, like, everything's, yeah. like, healed. But it doesn't heal your cancer... So if she's in chemotherapy, yeah. every time she picks up Mjolnir, it totally erases oh. all the effects of chemotherapy that she's done. Because chemotherapy is, like, just attacking your body. Yeah, and, and just like, trying to maybe kill the cells that yeah. the cancer is. And, like, you know, the cancer cell is, like, part of your body. Yeah. So when she picks up Mjolnir every time, it, like, totally purges all the harmful chemicals yeah. out of her system, but keeps the cancer. Yeah. So she's constantly like, I should really not. Yeah. Because I'm doing chemo. I would love to not have cancer anymore, but yeah. that car is going to fall on a baby. Yeah, so anyway, that, that comic, books, comic books yeah. are good. Not and... to talk about cancer for a little bit, but it's my, we, I don't remember what class it was. I think it was I think it was my psychology class, actually. But we were just talking about cancer for some reason, and they were talking about, like, somebody had lung cancer, and when they died, they, like, looked at all their body, and, like, this where the cells had, like, spread all over their body, it was like there was, like, pieces of lung, like, all over Ooh, their body. Cool. Just creepy. because, because that's what cancer is, is that it's a cell that won't stop splitting and making more right. cells, and that just fucks everything up. And but so it was lung cancer. So all over their body, there was just pieces of tissue that was like lung, like lung tissue, tissue because that's, that cell had spread everywhere. Kind of sick. It is kind of sick, and it's. it's I don't. It's cool. Like, <laughs> you know, we're not just, to say that cancer is cool, but you know, like you know. You know, what we're actually describing right now. We're talking about cancer superheroes is Deadpool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like literally his thing. Is like his cancer, his yeah. whole body is like a cancer cell, and it just like grows and replicates. Yeah. It's like he, somebody did That's that already. Funny. Deadpool is pretty cool. Sometimes. Yeah, pretty cool idea. It's a fun idea for a superhero. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Cool stuff. Okay, yeah. we're pretty much good, yeah. I Are think. Are there any re- reviews for this movie? Um, let me look. I didn't think to grab one. I mean, I read plenty of reviews from YouTube, but... Yeah. And the poster is, like, John Travolta, like, looking towards you and, like, like, holding out his hand, hand, like, as if he's gonna do his little telekinesis, but it kind of just looks like he's, like, pointing at you, like, thumbs up, Jesus. Yeah. Anyway. And this person gives, uh, Phenomenon a half a star, and Phenomenon. they say... A random hick gains vast powers of intellect... 
and just continues to live a frivolous, ordinary existence. Pretty depressing, if that was the intention. Wow, this Rick and Morty <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> He's so smart. Wow. This guy's so smart. This guy's so much smarter than John Travolta. <laughs> I wonder how many mammals he can name in a minute. <laughs> anyway, my name is Jackson McMurray. My name is Alan McMurray. And this is No Nerds Allowed. I really like calling people Rick and Morty motherfuckers. <laughs> Like, Fight Club, Rick and Morty. I know you like Fight Club. <laughs> I like Rick and Morty too. Everybody yeah. likes Rick and Morty, Adeline. The Joker. You always pretend like you don't like Rick and Morty, but you like Rick and Morty too, yeah? I-